As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Three, two, one, zero. Hello. Welcome to... Episode 175. Pros and cons of entrepreneurship. Hey, Money Clan, a very warm welcome to the Chain of Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. So, Katie, quite an interesting topic today, chatting all about whether you should be considering opening up your own business. You know, Dan, I think a lot of people who do want to be entrepreneurs, first, let me back up. You either have the entrepreneur bug or you don't. I agree with that. And I think that the people who do have the bug, eventually we'll get there because it is like an urge that they cannot shake. Yeah, I agree with that. But I also think that there are a lot of people that are very curious about entrepreneurship. They want to sort of try it out and stuff, but they're just, they're not sure if it's right for them. And in today's episode, I think we really want to try and address both sides of the coin and really talk to, you know, what are some of the things you should be considering if you are interested in entrepreneurship? Sure. Yeah. Well, it's a big commitment and a big step to make. Definitely is. So before we dive right in, if you guys haven't already, we'd love if you joined our Facebook community. Head on over to chainofwealth.com slash group. Join our community and come and tell us about your money story. All right, Kate, you ready to dive right in? Yes. Fantastic. Let's do this. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. All right, so chatting all about entrepreneurship and today's episode, we're focusing a lot on the pros and cons. And today, I think it'd be fun to start on the cons. So like, what's bad about entrepreneurship? What grates you if you're considering this or if you're in that lifestyle? Uh, first thing that comes to my mind is the unpredictability aspect and not really having that setness. Like a set work schedule? Set work schedule, set pay period, just that comfortable background that you get when you go to your nine to five job knowing that basically no matter what happens, you are going to get a paycheck at the end of your two weeks. Right. And with that fixed schedule, 
you know, like there's someone telling you what to do, you know, right. and you have stuff that you're directly responsible for and it's small bite-sized chunk tasks normally. And you know, you have to deliver X by whenever, whether it's in an hour, whether it's in two weeks, depending on the nature of your work, will obviously dictate when stuff's due. But you have some kind of a, a fixed schedule that you're working with and you have deadlines and, you know, like stuff is very rigid. Yeah. And when you are off doing your own thing, it tends to be much more flexible and it takes a certain kind of person to be able to run on their own clock and be able to be active and productive and everything like that when you don't have basically like an accountability partner is what I want to think about. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think sort of speaking about your brother a little bit, you know, like okay. so he, he's kind of ventured off into doing his own thing and he's in the process of starting up a bank. Right. You know, and one of the things that he mentioned when I was chatting to him about it is he didn't realize like how much admin there is for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. You know, like every task is your task. So all of a sudden, you know, if you hire someone new, you're IT and you're HR and you're everything. At least initially, you know, and there's this sort of aspect that you don't really consider that these tasks take a lot of time and energy. Yeah, well, speaking on my brother, basically, he has been, I feel like, the top dog at work for a long time. He moved up very quickly through the ranks and he always has just seemed like he is the boss. And now he has ventured out. He's, like you said, starting up a bank. And he's never had to be IT and HR and the hiring person and the problem solver and the computer setup person and all that. And I think it has been a real learning experience for him. And don't get me wrong, I'm really proud of my brother, but it's also a little bit satisfying for me to watch the struggle <laughs> because I'm going to preface I have struggled through so many things in my life, and it's like my brother has just been smooth sailing his whole life. So I have a lot of respect for him, but it's also kind of nice to watch the struggle from afar. Yeah, I totally agree. And speaking about the struggle, like when you are a solopreneur, especially in the early stages of like setting up a business, I think there's a certain element of loneliness that really takes people and you know, like it, it can almost like create a bit of a depression even. Well, yeah, most definitely. And I will speak to that point a little bit because I wasn't like a super entrepreneur, but I did spend some time when I first moved up to Virginia and I didn't jump right back into teaching. I, you know, tested the waters a bit with a few other things. And historically, I enjoy going to work because I always try to make at least a handful of friends at work. So it's not so lonely. So you have people to talk to, eat lunch with, maybe go out for coffee with afterwards and, you know, even sometimes hang out on the weekends. And when you are working by yourself all the time, you don't have that camaraderie where even if your job is not that great, at least now you have a friend not that I want to say I like watching other people be miserable, but I at least want to be a little bit justified in my unhappiness or somebody to talk to in something exciting going on or even just to hear like what you're doing during the weekends or if you're new to an area where cool places are to check out. If you're working by yourself, you don't have 
the anybody to have that conversation with, typically. Yeah, totally agree. And I also think, Kate, because you are sort of, you know, like smaller doing it on your own, competition is real because you don't mm-hmm. have the resources to sort of outbid your competitors. So if you're if you open up like a jewelry store and you're not competing with the other jewelry store down the road and they could like go into a price war with you or whatever the case is. And, you know, sort of trying to stay competitive, especially if you're a small business, I think it's quite challenging. Yeah, I feel like you might have a story with that competition thing. <laughs> Why? Because I have some family that have jewelry Seeing businesses. Seeing as how you grew up in the jewelry business. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like my parents owned a jewelry business in South Africa. And, you know, like over a long period of time, um, they've been there for 27 years. But essentially, a lot of other companies came and went. And, you know, it's just sort of interesting seeing why certain companies stayed, why certain companies ended up failing. And But it comes down to the small business and the competition. And if you have something unique to offer, like my parents were running a manufacturing jeweler. So they were able to make up people's jewelry like then and there and like in-house. And a lot of like maybe someone that's a little bit newer that comes in, they don't have that facility. And customers go towards the thing that's going to give them the most marginal utility. The biggest bang for their buck. Exactly. So, yeah, I think that definitely competition does play a major role in running a small business and trying to compete. And especially if you don't know what you're doing initially. Okay, so let's do a quick recap with all this Debbie Downerness. So the cons basically is, you know, you're wearing all the hats. You are IT, you are problem solver, you are this person, that person, and every other person in between. You have to worry about the competition. It can be a bit lonely, and it's not as fixed with your salary, with your schedule, and stuff like that. Yeah. So just before we dive right into the pros, we're just going to take a quick break and say a thanks to our sponsor. Whether you're an entrepreneur or not, you can look into setting up a QRP or a Qualified Retirement Plan. We interviewed Damien Luper a few episodes ago and he spoke to us all about QRPs and he's agreed to send you a free book so you can really dive into the space and really get to research what exactly a QRP is in your own time in the comfort of your home. He will ship a free book to you so you can really go through it. You have something in your hand that you can refer to and go through it at your own pace. That's chainofwealth.com slash QRP to get the free book. All right, Kate. So moving into the pros of being an entrepreneur, and a lot of people will really get excited speaking about this, especially if they're interested in entrepreneurship. But I would say one of the biggest aspects that people sort of tend to gravitate towards is control. Oh, yes, definitely. People like to be in control. And, you know, you often hear people saying, oh, I'm going to quit my job because I don't want to be told what to do, Mm -hmm. you know, and as an entrepreneur, you have that ability to decide what you want to do and when you want to do it. And you answer to your schedule and you don't report to a boss. It's like the age old Spider-Man quote goes, with great power comes great responsibility. You have to be able to know how to like manage that, but it's in your control. You have that ability to drive change, which if you are in a salary job, you may feel restricted that you, you actually don't have much power over anything. Yeah, I think that you are right, can be one of the most frustrating parts of having a set job is that you don't really get to make a lot of the decisions and you don't have a lot of control over things that you are doing. And even say, if you need to take your child to like a doctor's appointment, 
Yeah. A lot of times, even something so small yet important can really turn into quite a hassle. Yeah, I totally agree. And speaking about something else you do have a bit more control over, your salary. Now, I, I know we said earlier that the <laughs> salary is a big like point where you can say, oh, well, you don't have a fixed salary. So However, what if I make no money? Yeah. I think that's everybody's fear. Right, 100%. And I, look, it's a completely valid fear. But what you also get is typically the harder you work, the more you can earn. Mm -hmm. Whereas in a salaried position, you can work yourself to the bone. You're probably only going to get your regular salary and you might get a little bit of a bonus if you're lucky. But typically, the more work you put in, the higher your income is going to be. And also, there really is no limits to how much you could earn. You know, if you keep growing and growing and you start growing exponentially and you start, you know, leveraging your business and bringing on employees and stuff like that, you can literally be at the top and remain at the top. And, you know, like you can literally earn whatever you want. So you can earn a lot of money as an entrepreneur, but I think it's a little bit more difficult to break into the sort of neck where you can, can say, okay, I'm now going to be earning enough money to overtake what I would be earning in my fixed nine to five job. Yeah, well... We've talked to dozens of people who are entrepreneurs on the podcast. And the one thing that I've really taken away, if you do want to make substantial money, then entrepreneurship is most of the time your best route because you have all those streams of income coming in. And we've talked about you know, the average millionaire has something like seven different income streams coming in. Right. And if you are an entrepreneur and let's say you have, I don't know, a flower shop, right? And you have all these big accounts coming in, you know, you have a, I don't know why the first thing that came to my mind is like a funeral home. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a morbid uh, client, but yeah, that's yeah, important. Yeah. But funeral homes are, you know, they're everywhere and they need flowers regularly. And then you have another, you know, we'll think of something happier. A florist for a wedding. A florist for a wedding. You yeah. read my mind. And, you know, a couple of different accounts like that. Well, each one of those accounts is a different stream. So let's say, you know, funeral shop A closes down. Well, you still have funeral shop B, C, and D. Yeah. So essentially by being your own boss and having all these different clients, you're actually diversifying your income. Right. Because let's be honest, if you got sacked from your nine to five, for most people, that's, that's the problem. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's it. Like you only have one income source. So in many respects, it could be considered less risky being an entrepreneur because you do have, you know, more, more counts and more income streams. Right. Yeah. So I think a lot of, uh, something else that we do see with a lot of entrepreneurs, especially a lot of the ones that we've interviewed, is the sense of excitement, Kate. They love talking about what they're doing and mm -hmm. what impact they're having and what they do on a daily basis. And it's something that we seem to see mostly in entrepreneurs. Well, it's, it goes back to, unfortunately, a lot of people, when they go to their nine to five, how many people have you personally known that hate their job? Yeah, the, people get stuck into positions doing stuff they don't want to do. And it's such a shame because you spend so much of your life working and so much of your, you know, healthy younger years at your job. That's a long time to be unhappy. And the people who do break out of that and start their own thing, 
you have to work so hard typically to get it up and running that it is something that you are passionate about to begin with. So then that passion, and then if it starts doing well, it adds to that excitement. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. So just to sum up a lot of the pros that we've just gone through now. So I would say the most important thing, well, not the most important, but that freedom that a lot of people get when they become an entrepreneur, moving on to a salary that's directly proportionate to how hard you work typically. Mm-hmm. There's also this great sense of control. You know, you're owning what you're doing. You are calling the shots. You're doing your own thing. And I think also the excitement of that comes that as well. It's something new. It's something fresh. It's something that you're passionate about. So I would say like, you know, there, there definitely are a lot of pros and cons. And depending on your personality type, you'll fall into a bucket that either this appeals to you, either you love it, either you hate it, maybe it scares you to death, maybe it's something you want to do, but it's definitely something you should be considering, you know, and I think that everyone is in some respects thinks to themselves, oh, what if I opened up my own shop doing X? Right. You know, I, I think everyone's had that thought at one point or another. So sort of understanding the pros and cons that go along with it as well. Kate, something else we didn't really touch on, but I'd like to bring it up is, you know, it depends on your family circumstances as well. Definitely, I want to bring that up too. Maybe you have, you know, like a family of four that's reliant on you and you're the sole breadwinner. You know, maybe quitting that nine to five is not a great idea. Especially just, you know, you wake up on Tuesday and you're like, I'm not going, I quit. Yeah, exactly. probably not the best idea. But if you and your significant other talk about it, plan for it, save up, have, you know, a plan and a plan B and probably even a plan C. Yeah, then it's a lot more durable. And we've talked to lots of people who said, you know, you have your set amount that you think that you are going to need and you should actually in reality, like, what was it, triple that amount? Yeah, triple. Triple because there's always going to be those unforeseen costs you know the computer breaks or the rent is more expensive or something happens yeah totally agree well guys we've absolutely loved hanging out with you today if you enjoyed today's podcast we'd love as you could leave us a review on itunes or wherever you're listening we read every review good and bad and thank you for your kind words we absolutely love you guys and we will catch you again on another episode of chain of wealth have a good day As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.